Thank you, Pastor Anna, for reading today's scripture. Good morning, Bethany North. I'm Pastor Raul, and I'm glad to be with you this morning. Uh, privilege, really, in the midst of the, the, the changes and, uh, uh, that we're experiencing here at Bethany. Uh, I want you to know that even though there are leadership changes and things going on, we're going to stride through that together and especially remind you that God never changes. His word doesn't change. And he himself is calling us to a mission that doesn't change. We are still to make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and make them and draw them into a worshipful relationship with Jesus Christ that we all may demonstrate just how loving and gracious our God is. So that's what we're here to do. And as we continue in the One Another series, today we are going to talk about serving one another, washing one another's feet. So will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for the way that your son gave us a living parable, a living example of how we ought to serve one another by kneeling and and washing one another's feet. Father God, I pray that you would put that spirit in us as the church community. I pray that uh, you would open our hearts now and demonstrate to us what it means to wash one another's feet. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. So years ago when uh, I was in seminary, I was attending a church called First Free Methodist down in Queen Anne, and uh, I went to a Monday Thursday service. A Monday Thursday is the night uh, before Jesus is killed, and uh, it, it is the time where Jesus has his final meal with his disciples, and he washes their feet. And so in this service, I got to see two pastors up on the platform, and they uh, respectively washed one another's feet. And I thought this was beautiful. It was the first time I'd ever seen something like this. Uh, And and later that year, I actually became an intern uh, at the church and I became the chaplain for the worship team. So 10 or 12 uh, uh, members and I was caring for, I was gonna care for them uh, over the next year. And it turned out to be three years. (laughs) And so I, uh, in a desire to demonstrate that I I was gonna be in service to them, that I would submit to them, I decided that I would wash their feet. So I proposed it to them and they were kind of reluctantly open to it, you know? And so uh, I got them all on the line up on the platform and shoes are off and I begin one by one washing their feet. And something I wasn't prepared for was where would the dirt and the soil go as I washed their feet? So dirt from flip-flopped feet are filling the bowl and cotton from from in between toes and everything are starting to fill the bowl. And what happened was that all this dirt was not just in the bowl, but it was also on me. And that was something I wasn't prepared for. It wasn't as bad as this, but Many times it can feel like when we serve others, this is what ends up on us. And so experiences like this can certainly burn off the zeal and the idealism of what it looks like to serve one another. We come to realize that when we serve one another, we ourselves get soiled. 
So with that, who wants to join Team North and get soiled? Huh? Good thing I'm not in marketing because that's a terrible, terrible slogan. <laughs> but here's the thing. I'm not really wanting to try and sell you on just doing jobs on a Sunday morning. No, I want you to see that choosing to serve one another is to be Jesus to one another. Serving your brother or sister in Christ is to say yes to being united in Christ. Yes to being a loving, non-judgmental community. Yes to following Jesus and his example. You see, right before this scene, the Last Supper and washing feet, Jesus returns to Jerusalem on a donkey and he is celebrated. He is basically given a parade. And actually this parade is a ceremony and it's reserved only for Caesar. You see, many would would loud Caesar. They would say, Hosanna, Hosanna. They would say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. After he would be returning from a, a, a war and a victory, he would, be, he would be returned and praised as a king and a God. But today, Jesus returns triumphantly to Jerusalem, and he is praised as king and God. People are laying down their clothes and palms and Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And later that night, instead of taking the position of honor, instead of uh, relishing all this praise that was just heaped upon him, Jesus takes off his outer robe and he kneels before his 12 disciples and he washes their feet and he makes himself not king, but servant. For this is only a job of a servant in those days because people would be coming on the, uh, the streets, which are all made of dirt, wearing only sandals and getting just dirt caked up on their feet. And you know, it's not like they had toenail clippers back then, right? So you've got servants that are cleaning dirty, grimy feet. And this is what Jesus does, the servant king. You know, what's interesting about this is that Jesus never actually commands the disciples to serve one another in this scene. No, he says to them, if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you too must wash each other's feet. It's deeply symbolic. It's a parable. He's telling them, humble yourselves like I've humbled myself. Be soiled like I've been soiled. Follow me. And following Jesus can be dirty work like many of the leaders on Team North have figured out, have discovered. Leaders in our community who have knelt before others in service to them. Like anyone who's been on the community breakfast on Aurora team over the last seven years. So seven years ago, when the Sugar Strip Club was, was restored and flipped to become the junction, it was then that a, a Pastor Scott and a group of leaders established the community breakfast on Aurora ministry to 
specifically serve those on Aurora, but those who were attending the methadone clinic. So on the left side of the junction, there is a bus stop, and you have to get off that bus and cross the junction to go down two doors to go to the methadone clinic. And every day from 7 or 8 a.m. till noon, uh, there is clients that are going across the junction who the community breakfast on Aurora team sought to serve. And there were so many ways in which they've served them over these last seven years, right? They, they served them Thanksgiving meals. They served uh, by providing uh, uh, coats and gloves and socks, uh, Christmas gifts, home-cooked food, even feet washing. This ministry has been going on an ongoing basis this last seven years, and many of you here have served in it. So I want to thank you, those who have baked pastries, those who have cooked food, those who have showed up in the, in the dingy morning hours uh, to serve, those who have provided or bought or donated coats and gloves and socks and underwear and hand warmers, those who have made Thanksgiving meals and served them, those who have washed feet and any other service you have provided at the Community Breakfast on Aurora, I honor you. We honor you. And although uh, Community Breakfast on Aurora, with, with our move north, it, our oversight of it is going to end. It is being transitioned to another who carries the spirit of Community Breakfast on Aurora. His name is Mike Coggins, and he and his team, who although not a part of Bethany, they have the spirit to take this ministry mobile up and down Aurora, even down into Pioneer Square. So today in the in-person service, he's going to be there to share with those about how they might possibly want to be involved in the Aurora ministry. But this work has gotten all who have participated their hands dirty in service to others. And there are so many services. There are so many ways in which our community is engaging and serving one another, like the, de- the deacons. The deacon ministry here is is thriving and healthy, and and it provides all kinds of services, material service, care visitation, practical assistance, and crisis support. There is a leadership team and a larger army of people who are seeking to serve any of you, anyone in the community at Bethany North who says they need help. Stephen ministers who provide emotional and spiritual uh, support and care in a season of darkness for, on a one-to-one basis, people are paired up for a year to journey together. House church leaders who are uh, leading their group into serving one another in times of need. So encouraging prayer requests, what's really happening, and then finding ways to meet those needs. The, the leaders and the mentors of mothers of preschoolers who are journeying with moms in potentially a very difficult isolating and challenging time of life, raising littles. Youth group leaders at at REACH, uh, men and women who are uh, journeying with teenagers and and preteens in a very confusing time of life. Prayer team and intercessors who have been lifting you up during this season that are are praying and covering our space there uh, at Shoreline Auditorium. All the different things on Sunday mornings, set up and teardowns and signs and welcome ministries, uh, the, the worship team that leads us into God's presence every week, uh, those, uh, the, the nursery leaders and, and kids uh, ministry volunteers we, who are going to be so significant and important as we come to the Family Fun Center, and even the unsung heroes of the tech team that are bringing me into your home today. 
There are so many ways to serve at North these and more. God is on the move right now and we invite you to join in. And here's the thing. If you're thinking right now, I might wanna get involved, but I'm not sure. Here's something I want to just to point to that this story points us to. It is the great enemy of serving one another's. It is pride. Peter demonstrates this better than any in the story. We didn't read it this morning, but Peter makes this big hullabaloo about Jesus washing his feet. So Jesus is going down the line, and then he comes to Peter. And Peter says, whoa, whoa, Jesus, you will never wash my feet. Peter here is demonstrating great pride that he feels that Jesus is too above him to be able to serve him. And in some ways, it feels like Peter is uh, uh, even unwilling to serve. He has this pride that says, that, that sets him apart. No, no, Lord, not my feet. But Jesus says, no, I must. If you are to be with me, a part of me, I must wash your feet. And so, tempestuous Peter, he takes it to the next level and he says, fine. If you got to wash my feet, then you got to wash my head and my hands as well. So Peter swings to this other side, this false humility, where he says, basically, I'm, it's all or nothing. I must take it all on. I must be bigger than life. And this false humility kind of makes him into almost kind of like savior complex. And that's where we are. Ultimately, I think that it's not our concern that our actual hands and our bodies get soiled. I feel that it's ultimately our pride, our pride that we don't want to get soiled in service to others. You know, we're sort of, we're sort of like a, a kid who's offered a, a, a cup of milk, right? And he says, oh, wait, is that Lucerne? Oh, no, no, no. I don't drink that. I only drink Smith Brothers hormone-free milk. But then, I, I, just right after that, he decides he's going to take that whole jug and say, come on, I'm going to challenge you to the one-gallon challenge. And he started to chug it down. That was a little too much. But that we're just like that kid, right? We're saying all or nothing. And in this way, in both ways, Pride causes us to miss the true invitation and blessing God has in store for us. That is why we must root out pride when we respond to the invitation to serve one another. And the greatest antidote to pride is humiliation. I'm chief amongst the proud in, uh, among you. And that's why I must be humbled on a daily basis. But that's why we all, we all follow Christ into the humiliation of the cross to curb our pride and to be able to see how to truly make our service to one another fruitful. In that meal, after he washes their feet, Jesus says this to his disciples, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, then you will produce much fruit. Without me, you can't do anything. 
even amidst our scarring, our suffering, and our soiling, if we remain in Christ and share in the humiliation of the cross with him, he promises that our our service to others will be fruitful, and otherwise it won't. He says we can't do anything unless we remain in him. This is the upside-down kingdom promise that Jesus guaranteed with his life and his example. If we serve one another with the humble heart of Christ, with nothing that's beneath us or nothing that we take on as you know, a savior complex, then we can expect fruitfulness. We can expect for the gospel to go forth to new families who don't know them, uh, hurting people who can receive healing from Jesus and a truly compassionate community to form right before our eyes. When you serve at North in your homes, in your school, in your workplace with this heart, Jesus will produce fruit for his kingdom through you. Fruit needs soil to grow, right? Well, so soiling is necessary for kingdom fruit to be born. Humiliation is nothing in comparison to the riches that Jesus experienced and are promising for us, his church, when we remain in him. Through this, service to one another becomes the greatest joy that we will receive in this life with Christ. Because when we serve one another, we are being Christ to another and another is being Christ to us. We enter into a mysterious promise that wherever two or three of us are gathered in Jesus's name, especially when worshiping through our service to one another, Christ is there with us. So come, join in what God is doing. Serve one another. Join Team North in this season because God is on the move. Expect to get a little dirty in the work, but know that Christ got dirty first and saved our lives through it. So be a part of changing the lives of others in your service to them. Let's continue.